0: Hi, this is Elliot Fisherman, and today is December eighth, two 2006, and uh, welcome to our latest podcast. This podcast will be a combination of things. It's going to be informative, and it's going to have a lot of complaints. And I'm entitling this podcast, RSNA 2006 in Review. So those of you who at RSNA and those of you who weren't at RSNA, let me just tell you what my experiences are or have been at RSNA this year. First of all, everyone knows we started the week out with global warming, and then we had a global blizzard. So those of you who stayed to the very end got stuck in Chicago for a few extra days. Uh, I left Wednesday night and uh, barely uh, got home in time so that was pretty good and those of you who went outside i guess for the first four or five days had a great time i always stay at the hyatt mccormick place so the only time i go outside is when i get to the hotel and leave the hotel getting in and out of the cab walking those twelve feet i do like the hyatt mccormick because it's close by you don't need to worry about your jacket we have all these seven o'clock meetings and it's easy to get to those meetings on time not worrying about buses and cabs but i will tell you I like the Hyatts in general. I got a lot of Hyatt points. But that Hyatt is $2.39 a night for $39 Motel 6. That is the worst Hyatt Everything is minimized. They know they have you because you want to go to the meeting. If there's no meeting, nobody would ever stay at that Hyatt. And I recommend no one stay there. In fact, I noticed in this week's Wall Street Journal that next weekend, which has no meeting, you could stay at that Hyatt for $59. Well, if you stay at that Hyatt for $59, you're still getting ripped off. The people in the restaurant there give the worst service. Those people... Uh, the restaurant's three-quarters empty, and they give you this clicker to hold, and they tell you they'll call you when your table's ready. There's three-quarters of the tables are empty. What, what are aliens sitting at the tables? And then when you finally get the food, the food is terrible and overpriced. Other than that, it was a terrific RS&A. a everybody has issues with food because if you're in the... Uh, McCormick Center, there's no place. There's one Starbucks with two people working to serve 65,000 people. Probably not very efficient. They'd have to make like lattes and like 30-gallon pitchers at a time to make it worthwhile. The only thing you can get there is stale pretzels and peanuts. What do they think? There's a bunch of elephants roaming the RSNA? Anyway, the other thing you can make a lot of money if you could do is you'd be able to sell places for people to sit. There's no place to sit. I found out that people sometimes go to lectures, not that they care about the subject, but they want some place to sit down and take a nap. Sometimes you see people snoring, think they're paying attention. There's no way. Now, you might say that this is excessive complaining, but I'm just reporting the facts. There is no complaining in my voice. And complaining, there's another word for complaining, and maybe what I'm doing is more kvetching. And that's a Jewish term, and it's a book now, Kvetching. And I heard it on PBS. They were talking about the book, and I've read about three pages, which is usually what I do with books. I read the first three pages and look at the pictures. This only had one picture on the cover. But those of you who are from the right part of the world know what Kvetching means. It means complaining, but it has complaining in a different context. So let me tell you... um, in the book, they describe what they call a joke. And they say, if you understand this joke, you'll be able to read the book and, and really like the book. So here's the joke. These two people are in a car, in a car of a train, going to, say, Chicago. And one of the guys is some old guy. And he's sitting there going, Oi, am I thirsty. Every two minutes, Oi, am I thirsty. So he was driving the other guy crazy. So finally, the other guy gets out of that, uh, the, that, that car and gets some water, gives the water to the old man, and the old man drinks the water down one, two, three, says thank you, and there's five minutes of quiet. All of a sudden, it starts up again, the old guy going, I was I thirsty. Anyway, you had to be there for that joke. Anyway... Um, the other than that, I thought was absolutely terrific. I thought there was a lot of energy. It seemed that everybody is focusing on the positive side of the radiology. No one was complaining about working too hard. No one was complaining about, Other specialties trying to muscle in on their territory. Uh, Maybe people have just gotten tired of complaining, but I I thought it was very, very uh, positive RSNA. Some of the trends, there weren't really new scanners that they were showing. Everyone was showing kind of their scanner, maybe spruced up a little bit, whether it was a dual-source scanner, which was introduced a year early. G had some modifications of their 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 VT scanner which is now called VTXT to be able to do some reduced dose studies But um, there wasn't new scanners, but what I did see a lot of was people taking the technology that's around, that's being developed, and now really putting it to use, because something I've said in the past is often the technology of hardware, the scanners, outpaces software. This year you saw a lot of the software catching up, so whether it's cardiac imaging or other vascular imaging, a lot of software packages to try to make people's job and workflow easier. And the workflow was another very, very big thing. Theme. And so, for example, one of the things I noticed at RSNA was the um, the spread out or the number of different companies who are doing uh, Nighthawk radiology. And now there's Nighthawks and there's Dayhawks. There's people hawking all over the place. But uh, what you can see is that surely Nighthawking, you know, Paul Berger started Nighthawk radiology a few years ago. It's a public company. Uh, They have a very large market share. And maybe you could say, well, maybe that was a passing fancy. But my experience at RSNA this year was that the Nighthawk is really sort of something that's an integral part of radiology. Now, you may say it's a good part. You may say it's a bad part. But it's something that's uh, surely here to stay. And I think that's one of the trends I noted in Chicago. Other trends, of course, cardiac CT is greater than ever. Um, The... uh, Vascular imaging across the board is greater than ever. Talks we gave on 3D imaging, uh, very well attended. You know, standing room only, uh, that was all very exciting. So um, I think all in all, it was a very, very exciting RSNA. I was making some comments before of things that I thought were hot. Um, One of the things, uh, the essentials course, um, that's something very, very uh, well attended. You'd have 2,000 people in a room with a... Couple hundred people uh, uh, standing. I thought that was one of the highlights. Uh, I spoke at a session that Jill Jacobs ran and uh, David Dow spoke, myself and Arthur Agustin. And uh, Arthur Agustin, as you know, is like the Agustin scoring, and he's also a South Beach diet. And it was really nice of him to uh, come to RSNA and uh, give his take on uh, the health of medicine and the health of cardiac imaging and how he uses. Our technologies for managing his patients. So, again, uh, I thought that was a great session. There were many. Absolutely terrific sessions at RSNA, and again, uh, the thing that makes RSNA so great, of course, is the uh, variety of things you can go to. I will give you also another tip. I spoke at the GU uh, course; it was a category course, and they had this really good syllabus that was put together. Uh, Seventy-five bucks. It's a great syllabus, hot off the press, Uh, state-of-the-art images, Uh, very good value. And no, I don't get a cut, but I have a chapter in there. But um, I don't any free magazines or free books for that. Um, other than that, I thought that the RSNA was indeed uh, something that, uh, again, we look forward to every year. I think it's the first year I remember where the, uh, the submissions and acceptances from non-North America countries exceeded that from North America. And you can see... Uh, that really goes to that Tom Friedman's idea of globalization of radiology. And I think with China getting many scanners and developing and uh, other countries in that part of the world really developing, it's, some ch- it's a trend that surely is here to stay and will continue to uh, be something that we do notice. And again, in the big picture, it does benefit everybody. The more really good people working in radiology, the more likelihood we will have um, many new breakthroughs that will help with patient care. Other than that, um, there wasn't a whole lot else I saw. As I mentioned, workflow, things like webcast, webcasting, uh, some educational stuff. CTSS was in the GE booth. We had the privilege of interviewing Dan Peters, for example, as president of the pharmaceutical division of uh, GE Healthcare. And actually, his podcast will probably follow mine as soon as it uh, clears. And uh, that's something you, know, you should look forward to listening to as well. We also in CTSS uh, put up our new cardiac section. We spent a lot of effort, or I spent a lot of effort uh, working on a cardiac section. That was one of the scientific exhibits. We got ripped off. We didn't win any prizes. Sounds like sour grapes. Maybe it is sour grapes. We were ripped off. But anyway, it's a, I think it's a terrific exhibit, has a bunch of lectures and an incredible amount of cases and material, and it's on the front page of CTS So that's something I think you guys can look at, and we would like your comments. Uh, as we finish up the year of 2006, we also look forward to the year of 2007, which will be about our seventh year or so with CTS And we do welcome anybody's comments and suggestions. Uh, we're sitting here actually thinking about what we can do differently next year, what we can change, what we can add, what can we do better. Um, CT is us. Like everything, needs to constantly grow. If you uh, stay the same, then you fall back. Uh, 2006 was an impressive year. We basically started the podcasting and the vodcasting. Um, I doubt that 2007 will come up with so many new technologies. But hey. If someone comes up with ideas, we are happy to pursue them early on and be early adopters. So with that, I'll say uh, good day, and uh, I'm sure I'll be speaking to you before the end of the year. Thanks very much.